This week's episode of Choose Don't Excuse is sponsored by Muscle Donut. Muscle Donuts are gluten-free, baked, never fried, hand-dipped, and packed with 10 grams of protein. That's right, 10 grams of protein. We absolutely love them. If you enjoy living a healthy lifestyle, but donuts are your weakness, check out themusceldonut.com. Another episode of Choose Don't Excuse, where we explore the power of choice in your life. My name's Jody Cedric, and I am stuck in Boise, Idaho, and my lovely wife is Judy, and I am not stuck. I am in the beautiful, sunny state of Nevada in Las Vegas, Nevada today. <laughs> it's awesome here. I know some people will be like, what, Las Vegas? Or, yeah, Las Vegas, baby. Well, yes, it's Las Vegas, baby, because I just have fun no matter where I go. I don't <laughs> care where I'm at. I'm going to have fun. So, no. and this has been actually really fun. I've got lots of new adventures that, honey, when um, you ever come out to Vegas with me, um, it would be great to show you this new place. Okay. I'll have to tell you all about it. But I am here actually because my daughter, our daughter, <laughs> our daughter is, um, had a volleyball tournament here, the Red Rock. Um, uh, Southern, oh gosh, I forgot what it's called, but anyways, it's a Red Rock tournament for volleyball, and um, they did well. They placed ninth. Oh, wow, that's phenomenal! Top ten, baby. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. It's awesome. And so, been out here, and we are still dedicated to our listeners, and we are doing this podcast over the phone on zoom thank you zoom appreciate yeah, thank you thank you zoom we appreciate the the conference call mechanism so that we can chat and it's pretty funny because you know the saying what happens in vegas stays in vegas but with instagram and and insta stores <laughs> it, it's hard to hide what you do in vegas <laughs> sure true true i don't i mean i have a pretty uh, open life um i think that i don't hide anything and well, I mean, I really couldn't. I don't think you can actually film anything um, or video anything in the casinos. So I don't know if you can or can't. I didn't decide to take my phone out. But I learned something new today. I thought it would yeah. be fun. What did you, tell you learn? You? I, I learned how to play craps. I, thought, it was, I thought you knew how to play craps. Well, it's, I learned it like so many years ago. My gosh, like what, maybe 20 years ago? <laughs> and so I totally, be, I mean, we don't come to the casinos often, hun. I mean, how often do we go to the casinos, right? Well, and and yeah, so since here's your the mom thing. died, no, yeah, we don't go anymore. I know, when she passed away, we don't go to the casinos. She loved playing the slots. Oh my gosh, slots and keno. She loved that. And so, um, and now the slots are all, you know, mechanical or what do I want to say, computerized. They're lame. And so, <laughs> oh, it's, it was actually really funny. So, so I'm here actually, not just only for, um, with Kaylani, but she is obviously home now and I'm still here. And our oldest son, Devin, um, got to travel with us and he actually just flew out and left, um, to go to Cali. And then, um, but my bestie, um, Amy, she is here with me and we are here for a, new, a few more days which is awesome. So excited to do this with her. And it's been 
it's been good. And, and the funny thing is, is um, Devin and I and Amy, you know, we're walking through the casinos. It's like, so how do we play the slots? We don't know. And we, it's like, it's funny. I actually went up to one of the, um, I don't know what they're called, but um, I don't know what term they have for them, but they, they work at the casino <laughs> and they're just kind of manning the slots, the slot machines. And I was like, um, do I put uh, my money in here and what do I do? And then, you know, she I don't know, it's kind of like, I said, look, I'm, I'm new to this. I'm a virgin to the um, slot, the casino world. So how do I do this? Yeah, we're, so, we're definitely not gamblers. <laughs> no, so I just was like, okay, how do I do this? And so she explained to me, very nice. And I thought, wow, okay, um, let's do this. So try, you put your dollar in, it's perfect, right? Easy. But then there's so many other options on these um, these computerized slot machines. Like it says five lines, six lines, seven lines, 10, 20 lines, 50. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are lines? <laughs> what, and do I have to do them in order? Wait, because all I can remember is when my mom played the slots, and obviously I couldn't stand around for long because... I was a kid and I just remember I, she would always want them in a row, you know, whatever the sevens in a row or whatever the picture was in a row. She wanted to make sure that when she pulled that handle down her, um, or whatever came up when it, when it spun, everything should be in a row. That's how I thought it should be. Well, now it's all different apparently. And so I don't know, that looked more complicated than easy. So I left it. <laughs> so I just left it and playing crap is not actually like simple either. So, <laughs> but, but I love to learn new things and love games. And I thought, Oh, this will be kind of cool. So honey, I did not lose all our money. I want them all back. I didn't make any money kind of thinking about it. I'm going back, but you see how could it be addicting, addicting because of, you know, um, and just the whole like, wait a minute, that was kind of cool. I won that. Let me try again, you know, type thing. Um, but I also have, you know, I'm not risk averse at all, at all actually. But I also kind of like my money in my pocket type thing. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite sure about that. Anyway, I don't want this all to be about gambling. But that could be a great, great topic sometime. Yeah, we we need to have your cousin Eddie on and he can teach everybody. <laughs> oh, that, oh my gosh. Okay. So wait, wait, speaking of that, my cousin Eddie, wonderful guy. He likes the roulette table. And so, so, um, actually last night when I was at the casino, just walking through and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do craps because I'm watching it going, um, I need a, I need instruction. And they actually had an instruction, um, class this morning. So I went to that. That was kind of, that was fun. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, when after the instruction class, oh gosh, I only played with 40 bucks. Okay. I kind of lost the 40 bucks in like less than probably no joke, five minutes. You kind yeah. of lost 40 bucks or you lost okay, well, 40 bucks? Well, okay. I lost it, but I just told you that I didn't lose any money. So I'll explain myself now. So <laughs> I lost the 40, 
Um, but what was cool, this was really cool. I think it's just games and it was kind of, it was really fun. It's like Monopoly, honestly, because you know how like you could totally like have nothing left, almost a hundred dollars to your name or whatever in Monopoly. And then all of a sudden you hit boom, you hit whatever boardwalk or somebody's thing. And then you're just like, Oh, I got money back. Yay. Or whatever. Okay. <laughs> so this is what happened. That was down to like three bucks, three dollars. And so in the middle of the table, it's called like the hard ways. As yes. I understand it, it's a center. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what, whatever, what can I, what, what can I lose? So <laughs> I'm like, I've got $3 left. I can't play because it's a minimum of five. So I can't play in the other areas, but I can play a dollar um, minimum bet uh, on, in the middle section. So the middle section, um, hard way, I just said, you know what? Um, you know, four of the hard way. So I just, that's two deuces. That's, that's the two dice with the twos on it. Okay. <laughs> and so I know how I'm talking, I'm talking like professional now, they told me. So anyways, um, I just did that and it pays 16 for one. So yep. you can get 15 bucks off of it. So I'm like, all right, I'll just play that. And the next roll, boom, I hit it. And I was like, yay. So I got 15 bucks from it. So I got to play a little bit longer than five minutes. So it was probably a total of 15, 15, 20 minutes maybe. Um, just because, of, but that was so fun. And then of course I was down to $1 and I was like, okay, no, no more. So I walked away. With $1? <laughs> yeah, I walked away with $1, but I went over to the, we were, I was just going to go cash it in with Devin. I'm like, I'm cashing this in. Let's get a dollar. And then I'm like, wait a sec. I hear this dude screaming at the roulette table. Seriously. Like, yay. He's screaming and yelling. And I'm like, what's he going on over there? So I'm looking and he's just playing all by himself. And he's got hundred dollar chips and he's so excited at the roulette table. Oh my gosh. This is like anything else, right? He's like, you're so excited about that. So I went over to and watched him for a while. And then I saw another table of roulette and it had, you know, these not so crazy wild women. They were just sitting there just playing nicely, playing, you know, playing just calmly. So I'm like, hmm, I think I'm going to move over there. <laughs> so I moved over there, watched them play a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to play roulette. 20 bucks. All right, I'll just put that down. Oh, so I pay, played the 20. I'm not going to go into huge detail because I know this is very long now. I've already like talked about gambling this whole time, <laughs> but I, like I said, this should be another podcast and we will, but the 20, I was like, I wonder if I can win my 40 back from the craps table and keep my 20. Eh, okay. Well, this is how some of the odds are. Roulette is actually the worst game. This yes, is it's the worst. This is not something that I like, I know this is just what I learned. <laughs> I learned from other people that the roulette table is the worst game to play, worst odds, worst everything. So I'm like, uh, all right, well, well. <laughs> so I had learned some stuff about roulette. I told you I'm not risk averse. So I, 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 um, I tried something about, I thought I learned some stuff about roulette. The ladies there were helping, helping me. The, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and so I was like, okay, it's cool. So when you put your num money on a number, the number actually, if it does come up, it pays 32 to one. Yeah, it pays a lot. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. 
but there's other areas you can put your money. So I was doing that. I was kind of put, you know, like playing certain areas. And finally, they're like, you know, I'm going to put some money on some numbers. And you could put them on quadrants. You can double up on numbers and split some money. You can do so many different things. It's kind of cool. So I was like, okay, that's kind of fun. So I was doing all that, and I win money here and there. And I'm like, hmm, you know, I'm going to start putting money on numbers. So I started doing that, lost some money. And, but then I was like, oh, I'll pick this number. I hit it, 18. I hit the number. I got paid out 32 bucks. I was like, oh, I got paid out $32. I'm like, wait a second. I just got to do that one more time. And then I made up my 60. Hmm. Okay. So I kept playing. I kept playing. Just different things. Losing a little bit here and there. And I'm like, okay. And then I put it on another number. I lost it on some other numbers. But I did put it on another number, the number three. And boom, I hit it. 32. I'm like, all right. So I put my $60 aside. I had $10 left in chips that were other side. I'm like, okay, let's play with this. And mind you, Devin was with me the whole time. So sometimes I'm like, Devin, what number should I play? Devin, what's this? What should I do there? So Devin would help me. He's, it was so fun. He, he and I were having fun. And then I lost the 10 and I'm like, okay, I'm out. Bye. So I didn't know when to stop. Honey, I didn't know when to stop. I got our money back. <laughs> I, I know when to stop. But, oh, wait, I just walked by the roulette table. Oh, let me throw down my last dollar. <laughs> yeah, I really know when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know me, babe. You know me. That's you so know. funny. <laughs> you know that I'm just not going to like, nope, I'm going to keep trying. I'm just, oh, I don't man. give up easily. I don't give up easily. And, oh, I didn't tell you this. I won my 20 back last night at the roulette table. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to try again. <laughs> so that's why. So there you go. <laughs> that, that's funny. <laughs> you're, you're probably like, dang, girl, I'm not letting you go to casinos anymore. <laughs> not with Devin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he wasn't even. He didn't even want to play. No, he didn't want to play. I was the only one. I was like, oh. But I like games. I know, but he didn't have the power to pull you away. (laughs) Oh, like what kind of power does anybody have over you? That's right, too. And and, and that's an important thing, right? Because ultimately – you have the power. You have to have the. You have to learn for through your own experience whether or not that's fun or whether it's addictive or whatever. But each one, every one of us have have to have the experience of something to learn and to grow. And and only you have the power to make the ultimate decision. So, you know, and that's actually something that we should talk about right now, just because okay. I think that is really it's interesting that you just brought that up. The power the willpower, right? The, or the, because Devin and I did talk about that a little bit. Cause I said, you know, this was really interesting. Like the, the gaming of it, the, just the whole gaming of it. It was like some of these people probably, I, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, just like with anything, you can be totally addicted to anything, anything, Yes. anything. It doesn't matter. I don't want to say like, Oh, alcohol is because of that or drugs because of that. They have these, no, you have actual, there's, there's your own, biologically, your own chemicals create um, when you are happy, excited, you have euphoric um, uh, experiences, 
those are actual specific chemical reactions. And unfortunately, I don't have everything in front of me to tell me, but I want to say, I know like, um, you know, there's dopamine, epinephrine, there's um, endorphins, there's, you know, there's so many, there's those chemicals in your body that create that like, yay, happy feeling, and it makes you feel good. So yes, drugs can, can offer that too synthetically. And that's why those can be addictive as well, right? Right. But um, but you create them as well. I don't say drugs and alcohol, but and then they can be also you know ones that soothe and calm, and you can turn to that. You know, there's I don't, I'm not going to go into detail about any of that so much as um, because I can't speak to those things. I can only speak to what I felt and what I was just kind of witnessing. And not calling anybody out, not talking about anybody who has addictions, not talking. And we don't want to do that. I mean, we're not saying, we're not dissing anybody. We're not, um, what's the word, honey? Um, like downplaying or con- condemning anybody. That's what I'm going to say. I don't want to condemn anybody. We all have things that we are dealing with in our lives. So this is not a ca- condemnation to anybody. I just know what I was thinking about. And I'm like, what do we, like, what is it that when I was at the table, and so Devin and I discussed this when I was at the table, it was like, oh, let me just try again. Mm, let me try again. And, wow, I won some. And let me try again. I can win again. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, wait, I lost money. Ow, that didn't feel good. You know, all those, those feelings actually were really instantaneous. They as I was sitting there, it's like my heart was racing and then it slowed down and then it was like, oh, sad. And then racing and then, you know what I mean? It was just an up and down feeling. And it kind of was actually a little uncomfortable for me at times because I was like, yuck, I don't want to lose anymore. Especially at the craps table when the first seven was rolled but like lost all the, you know, all the monies and the minimums were five, five dollars. So I was like, ugh, and I'm not paying, playing with big money. So that that just brought me to think like, how, how is it that, that thing, those things happen? And how is it that you can s- slow down and stop? For me, for me, it was like, oh, I didn't like losing that money at the craps table. And then I thought, well, let's just see what I could do here at Roulette. Well, I had the chance of losing another 20, right? And I'm like, oh, that would have been crappy. But in the back <laughs> of my mind, I'm like, I don't know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, uh, what am I going to do to make that up? You know, so I was like thinking, what do I do? <laughs> the other thought was, oh, I got to tell Jody I lost $60. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to tell him that, but I'm going to. I would totally tell you. But I also knew that at the, after that 20, I was, I was just going to be done and just walk away. I said that, you know, and then, and then what, but then when I also thought, well, if I win my 60, I'm going to walk away. And I did. One thing that was really cool, or our conversation, just Devin and I, he's like, I just don't think I'd ever have that kind of, that kind of obsession or addiction or whatever to the gambling. It's just not something that I enjoy. And I thought, that's interesting, because you can be addicted to food, you can be addicted to working out and exercise. You can be addicted to, like we said, drugs and alcohol. You could be addicted to shopping. You could be addicted to, did you say work? Yes. Okay. So let's like talk about that. Like, why? Why does that happen? Well, what's interesting to me as I listen to you is 
the psychology of what happened. Because on one hand, you know, you're, you're going, 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 you're losing, you're kind of getting sad, but then you win and put you on a high and <laughs> you lose. And, but so what is it that pushes you through that losing? Is it the, the excitement of winning and that trying to recapture that? Or is it the process of trying to prove to yourself that you can beat the odds? And I wonder if it's both, because I think a lot of times, especially like, you know, serial entrepreneurs, I think a lot of them are addicted to the process. They're either addicted to the process of building something or they're addicted to or they're driven. And I'm going to change the word from addicted. They're driven to to build something and create something and see it flourish. And some people while in the same entrepreneurial spirit and space, they may be driven solely by being able to build it and sell it. And that's their high is that I built it and I sell it where other people are wanting the, the allure and the attraction of building something and succeeding at it. And so it's interesting because as I'm listening, the question I have is, were you more driven to win or were you more driven to prove that you could win. And, and I think those are subtle differences. Hmm. <clears throat> so should we, so we're just going to talk about is, is driven. Let me ask this first. I guess you asked a question. I'm not going to answer it without a, another question because is driven meaning driven. And are we talking about driven other than addiction? Cause driven and addiction to me are two different things. They're they're Yeah. They're completely different things. Right. But I think that, the drive oh. is oh, drive gotcha. can can evolve into addiction if you don't have some type of regulator on yourself. Oh, right? that's a good point. Kind of like a, a governor, like on your like on on the car or something. If you need to do that, I guess not on a car, but um, I guess a governor is the same thing as a regulator. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. So yeah, let's start from the beginning. Like maybe that's it. What was I driven? Was it, was it, why was I driven? Because I wanted to beat the odds and I wanted to show that I could be successful at it or I just wanted to win. Is that, are those the two differences that you you brought up? Yeah, those are the, the three different options. And so, you know, are, because I know, like, I know some people, they, they would, they hate to lose more than anything. They do not want to lose where other people, they're driven to win. They want to win at all costs, and they're willing to pay the price to to win. And so that puts them on an offensive um, attitude and strategy in every aspect of their life, where other people, they're so resistant and don't want to lose. In fact, they feel worse when they lose than when they win. And I think that's an interesting psychology and it's, it's different for everybody, right? Some people are driven by the process and some people are driven to win and other people, they just don't want to lose. And that is their win. Okay. That is really interesting now too, because I'm not thinking about the, so if they lose, give, give us an example then. Give us an example about if you're wanting, you, you are, it's worse to lose than it is for them to win. Like so, winning to them isn't, the, isn't really the goal, it's not losing, which to me, the opposite obviously is to win. 
I mean, right? But then the other person you're saying is more driven to win and doesn't really worry about the losing. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. What you're I, saying. Yes. I, you okay. Know, so and, give and me an example. Uh, so for, so example. for example, I, you know, just a, a while back, you know, at Zimmer, we, we rarely lose a customer on, on our software. When people come on and they're using Rotafest, it really has a strong impact on their business and we end up having them for a long time. But every once in a while, there's, for whatever reasons, you'll get one or, you know, two customers a year or something that, that they, you know, for whatever reason, decide to go a different way. And a while back, we had one that decided to, to, to separate and, and go to a different solution. And Rod, when he and I were talking about it, he goes, he goes, I just hate to lose. He goes, more than anything, I hate to lose. And, and it was just kind of an interesting thing because I don't think anybody likes to lose, but I think some people have a tendency to always be on the defensive because they don't want to lose. And so, whereas other people, they, they have such confidence and they're so driven to win that they basically play the same game differently. And so recognizing that those internal drives and those internal characteristics of me as an individual, how I play the game is going to be different than other people. And recognizing that they may be on my same team, I need to, I need to be considerate in my plans of how they play the game so that we can all be successful. Okay. Okay. I get what you're saying. So here's the thing. So in, in essence of like what I was dealing with, you're asking, was I, what really drove me to continue to play? Yes. Right? Because yes. was it because I hated losing that 40 bucks at the craps table? That's part of it. Yeah. I didn't like that. And I knew the night before that I actually was able to play a little bit and then keep, you know, and, and keep my 20 that I played with. I mean, I didn't gain anything but I didn't lose anything and I got to play for like 30 minutes or whatever with 20 bucks. Okay. So I didn't like to lose that, but I also wasn't going to, I, it didn't, it didn't frustrate me so much. I guess I was just like, Oh, Oh, well, I mean, I knew that could happen. I knew what, what risk was involved already. I guess I can't, I went into it knowing what risk was involved and that um, I was willing to put that out there, that 40 bucks out there and not, and just like, well, if I have to walk away, you know, walk away with less than 40 bucks and that's just part of it. And that's just what I had to learn. You know I mean? That's just, and, and nobody likes to lose money. <clears throat> you know, we might, you know, it might be okay. Um, in just my, my business, I always think, okay, everybody loves to, nobody likes to lose. Well, guess what? Everybody wants to lose weight. I mean, that's what I have. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say everybody. Not everybody, because I do have some that want to um, definitely um, gain and gain muscle and all that. Okay, so I don't think everybody, but most people I work with, the losing of the weight is something that they want to do. That's a whole nother podcast. But I'm just saying that nobody else likes to lose that way, you know, especially, I mean, money. So, and I apologize for my voice right now, <clears throat> just because we're playing volleyball or screaming and yelling. But anyways, and I'll go to that too. But anyways, the losing, I didn't like to lose it. But again, like I was saying, I knew what risk was involved. 
And I was willing to put that out there already. So I, I went in knowing. I went in knowing that that could happen. So I kind of prepped myself for that. Okay, what do you want to say? I, I think that's say. an important point because I think a lot of times when we enter a new venture, a lot of times we look at the, the venture and we say, all right, what are my potential losses and are those acceptable to me? So if you're starting a new business or you're starting any kind of new venture with somebody, initially when people look at that opportunity, most people look at the opportunity, but a wise person looks at the risk as well and say, all right, I'm willing to put this on the line and I'm willing to work through that uh, risk so that I can achieve a higher goal. And so I think it's really important is, is that recognizing what are you willing to put on the table and what are you willing to sacrifice to accomplish a dream or an aspiration that you have? Mm, that's really, yeah, definitely. You know, we can look at it that way for sure, right? So <laughs> I had no dreams or aspiration of winning any, any great money because I was playing small. And that's another thing. Like if you're playing small, you win small. You, you're not going to, if you play big, you're going to win big. You could also lose big. Right. I mean, right. it goes the same way. You you play small, you can lose small or you win small. You play big, you can lose big or win big. So that's true in anything, in any aspect of life. Here's the other part of that, though. When I did lose that and I walked away with one buck, I was like, what are my chances in playing roulette? <laughs> what are my chances of doing something different? <clears throat> to get my, to get where I want to go. Okay. Yeah. So if we look at it that way is I was looking at, of course, I was just looking at money and I was like, what can I do different to win back that money? It's kind of like anything else. It's like, well, I screwed up. Okay. Let's just go back to something other than, other than that. Let's just say we're cooking dinner and we burnt the roast or something. Oh, what are we going to do? We're not going to starve. I'm not going to starve. <laughs> I'm going to go look at, go back in my fridge and I'm going to go like, hmm. Or I might go, what can I do with the roast? Can I cut off the burnt areas? Can I, can I save any of it? Can I salvage any of this? Or do I can need I to start over? Or do I need to start over? Or, you know, make, or not even do a roast again. Let's, let's look in the fridge and see if we can just make eggs because now it's like super late. And so we really got to eat. Right? Yes. So what are we going to do to cook? So, I mean, I think it's just, a, honestly, I think it's just problem solving or like what in anything, in anything in life. So for me, at the roulette table, I'm like, okay, I'm really, am I willing to, willing to risk it again? That would be another $20 loss. <laughs> and, but I was like, eh, okay, let's try again. And I was, I think that attitude was, I was just like, you know what? I could try again. I think I could win my 20 bucks back if I, you know, try to play that and just like at least, you know, keep and stay even. So that thought there was probably more of not losing, but what are my odds of trying to win my money back? It wasn't very good. It really wasn't. But again, I went in knowing the risk and decided, okay. I can, I can sacrifice that much more. Let's just see what happens. And then I would be done. So, so I guess 
I guess if it was, there was a lot of different emotions and thoughts that went through my head, honestly. And it was was within a short span of time. I'm talking like minutes. Well, but I think that's what happens. Go ahead. And what's interesting is that really you didn't go out there to win money. You went there for the experience, right? You wanted to learn something new. You wanted to experience what everybody had talked about. And, And I think a lot of times we as individuals are, we don't allow ourselves an opportunity to, to experience a space to go and you know what I, I, I know I'm not necessarily going to win here. I may lose, but I may win. And it's not really about the winning or the losing. It's about having the experience so that I can make a judgment on whether or not it's something I like or I don't like or something I want to pursue or something that I want to give up. And I really like the idea that, you know, you, you got down to $1, but you're, you still internally were like, how can I win my money back? And, and to me, that gets back to that internal drive of having a desire and a passion that even when you're down, you're looking for a way and trying to discover a way to get back in the game or completely win the game. And I think that is a really, really important thing for us as individuals. Yeah, no, I think that actually, yeah, that's pretty much where it was going, for sure. Like, um, what what can I do to make the change? What can I do to make this better? What do I do? Yeah, and thinking the other options um, and staying driven to do that. But but I also see the part where that drive can overcome you. Um, and then you sacrifice more than what you really want to, or what, what honestly, what would I, I would say would be really healthy. And that might be where, you know, that's where I think we, each of us have to keep ourselves in check. You, you know, know and, um, go ahead. Sorry. Go, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. And that's an interesting thing because I was thinking about, the very first time that you and I took your mom to Reno because your mom loved to go to Reno and, and she would go play the slots. As you said, you and I would often go to circus circus. And I remember that evening it was, we were up late. It was like 10 o'clock, 10 30. And we walked by the crabs table and like you, I was curious about it. And I'm like, you know what? I got five bucks in my pocket. I'm going to play the five bucks. It was a dollar per bet. And I'm just going to learn. I'm going to experience what this is like. And I'm going to learn if I lose the five bucks, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. And so literally the first time I hit, I won. And so every time I won, I put my $5 in my pot. I, until I got my five bucks, I put the five, $5 in my back pocket. And so I recognized that I had a limit that I did. I didn't really want to lose my five bucks, but I wanted to have the experience. And then once I kind of learned the game, I, I actually got pretty hot and I played on that same five bucks till almost two 30 in the morning. And every time <laughs> I got a $5 chip, I put it in my back pocket and I walked away with a hundred bucks. Right. But I had the discipline to know my, personal limitations of what I wanted to to lose and I was willing to walk away when I reached that threshold Mm. oh that's good yeah no I think that's the whole thing I think that with 
with anything in life and as we experience life, it's like what are our parameters? What line in the sand are we going to draw that says, nope, that's not where I'm going. You know, uh, I'm not going to go past this. And do we stay within that? Now, that's, that's actually testing, testing ourselves, really. I mean, we have, we have, you know, when we talk about willpower and instead of willpower, but why power, we actually test ourselves to see um, how, what is it, how um, committed we are to whatever we are doing, I guess. And what, what line in the sand am I going to draw? You know, obviously, you know, you and I have been married for 30 years and there are definite lines in the sand that we've drawn. There's certain things that we put in our lives that we say we're not going to do because we don't want to put ourselves in, in certain situations that could compromise our marriage. We've drawn that line in the sand together and we've stuck by that. So I think that's just where in our lives that um, there are some things that are, that you have to decide if it's valuable enough to you to make solid commitments like that. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I, and, and, you know, it's interesting because this wasn't even what we had planned on talking <laughs> about. And, it's, and we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that another time. Yeah, yes, no, and, but, I, but I think it's interesting is that you can take an experience in life like you've had in the last couple of days and you can glean so many lessons about, you know, a, a situation and how it applies to life. You know, it's like, you know, are you, can you set the boundaries in your life? Are you will, are you driven to win? Are you driven to learn? Are you, or are you, are you kind of playing the protective game and going, you know what? I really don't want to lose. I want to win, but hurting, you know, I hurt more when I lose and recognizing not only those characteristics, but also developing them in your personal life and in your business life, your married life. And, and when you really focus on developing your strengths it really explodes your individual growth because a lot of times we say, well, work on your weaknesses. Well, I've really kind of come to the mindset of, you know, I need to focus on what I'm really good at and become a master at that. And when I become driven to master that craft or that interest, I am, I am inevitably successful at whatever I do on that. And obviously <laughs> When you're playing against the house, the house is against you, but at least you know that you're playing in that space, right? Right, right. You just need to, right. I mean, I, like you said, with learning, it's like you, you do need to do your own research. <clears throat> you do need to understand what you're getting into. I don't think, I do think there's some things it's like, and like I said, I'm not risk averse is because of the, you know, I mean, I don't mind taking chances, but I do like to understand what is happening around me. That's just how I operate. Now, other people may not operate like that. Other people might say, hey, you know, I can, I'm going to ride this mountain. I know how to ride a bike. I'm just going to go down the mountain. And that part, you know, that's risky to me to where I'm not going to do that. Just, that's just me and my personality. I'm not going to ride down a mountain on a bike when I don't know the terrain. But there are definitely some people that are, feel confident in themselves in that area and can do it. 
So none of this is ever a judgment call on anybody. It's just who you are. And can you make changes in that if you want to? Absolutely. But I think that knowing those things about you, I think when you talk about weaknesses, I actually think that they're going to be brought about anyways. And even if you're not going to like focus on your weaknesses, you really actually almost don't have to because things will come about in your life that will almost make you look at that. Again, oh, that's another, that could wow. be another podcast. Yeah, that, that could be that, another <laughs> that, that's a really interesting idea because inevitably you are forced to face your weaknesses, right? And, and recognizing, you know, where your weaknesses are, you can, you know, put strategies or people in to help you in those weak areas so that you can focus on the things that you're really good at and yeah. as a team become successful. Um, but yeah, I just, it's really, really, I just, I'm really intrigued by your experience. You know, I mean, if you could sum up your experience and, you know, with your, you know, with the craps table and the roulette table, what would you think would be kind of the summation of that experience? You know, it's interesting because Devin and I were discussing a little bit about that with, I think, the fact that, okay, you know, you may have been taught and raised in a family or just you have certain, um, uh, what is that word, like tenets that you like to follow. Maybe it's because of religion or maybe it's just like I said, your parents taught you a certain way and then or you've just had maybe even experiences in your life that may um, make you a little gun shy about doing some things. And um, I think those things are you know, those experiences or those, um, um, like, I, I, for lack of a better term, I can't think of it, but like tenets that you put in place in your life, um, maybe some values that you set up for yourself. I think they're all, all good and important to think about and make sure you keep those. But I also think that, um, I think that we can be so, What's the word? Mm, I probably like that risk averse thing. Like if you're so risk averse, you just like will like live in in that that bubble or maybe that circle where you just never. I want to say you never understand, or you may not understand what other people are experiencing in life, and sometimes you have to experience it a little bit for yourself. To understand them. Does that mean you have to go to the depths of where other people are to do that? No. That just means, I guess, I, I guess, I, I don't know. I had a lot of thoughts. Like, I think you just got to know yourself to, and feel confident and comfortable in yourself to know that you're going to um, keep your same values and you keep your same beliefs and morals and ethics and whatever that is. And then you can, but you can still um, be, oh gosh, can you hear what I'm trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> can you feel what I'm trying to say? <laughs> but no, but if you can feel what I'm trying to say, help me out. Because sometimes those words are stuck in my head and I'm like, gosh, well, get it out, Judy. I think, I think what I'm gleaning from you is that, 
you know, a lot of times we on the outside, it's easy to make a judgment of a situation or, or an experience when we haven't really, we don't really yeah. have any foundation to make that judgment. And, and it's easy to do that, but recognizing yeah. that, you know what, there are unique experiences and unique talents for every individual. And we need to have some empathy as people grow through their own experiences and be willing to be there for them if they need our help um, or just, you know, root them on as they experience life. Because ultimately, now, I, I don't like to say life is a gamble, but there are plenty of opportunities oh gosh, yes, in our it is. Life where we have the opportunity to push into new realms. And when we push into new realms, we get the euphoria of starting something new. We get the sadness of losing. We get the, um, the feeling of picking ourselves back up and going, you know what, what, what can I learn? What can I do differently? Should I try a different game? And as I reassess and make new decisions, I can be put on a new path. And those experiences enable me to not only grow as an individual, but it gives me empathy for others in my circle of influence. Yeah. See, there you go. You, you summed it up. That's what I was like, trying to say. This is why we're married, right? This is why <laughs> God put us together. <laughs> I don't, I, this is why, because we get each other. That, that is what I was feeling. And, and I also feel that, and I, I want everybody to remember that you're not alone. That's the thing about this wonderful thing. Like you're just, you're just not alone. And there's someone out there experiencing or understanding or empathizing. They get it. They've either experienced it, understand it, whatever, what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. They get, they, they get you. And don't be afraid to reach out to others for that help. I think that becomes super lonely and sad that we think we're so alone. I remember that as a young adolescent thinking I'm so alone nobody understands me my parents don't understand me all those kind of feelings and they're real feelings they're true and I don't negate that I just think that if we could realize and and uh, move to a space where we're like you know what I, I'm gonna be to be I have to step out of where my comfort zone is and and let other people in to help me um you know that's that's where we need each other. Um, we definitely need each other in this life to help us navigate through this life. And that's why Jody and I are here, guys. We just really feel that we just have some things to share because we always talk and we love to share. <laughs> and we just decided that, you know what, we're going to share it to all of you. So that's what we're doing today. And I hope you enjoyed listening to my gambling um, uh, XX escapade my my like one hour escapade of gambling and I actually didn't even think of it as gambling I always just thought of it as just playing the game but I guess they're one and the same right when we play games anyways we gamble and it doesn't matter if it's monopoly money or if it's real money it's still a gamble and so is life um we just we just got to learn how to play it but yeah, and I, I love that. I think that's an important thing is we need to learn how to play life. 
and we all have unique experiences, but we also have shared experiences and those shared experiences enable us to help each other on the journey and it makes uh, life worth sharing and it makes it beautiful. So I, I, I hope you have uh, just <laughs> a super fun time and uh, hopefully you'll come back with some money. <laughs> well, okay, other than spending it on food, um, yeah. So, like, you, that's the other thing, right? I'm like, I did spend it. I'm like, I could spend it on food. I just spent it on games. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. So, it could be one way or the other. It just depends on how you want to look at it, honestly. <laughs> so. Oh, awesome. well, thank, well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, as you can tell, it's always a fun time at our house and always a fun discussion. Hopefully, you've enjoyed it. We would love to hear your experiences and comments uh, on this podcast. And, and please remember to subscribe and review. And I'm really curious to see what kind of comments we'll get about this little adventure that you've had. So, <laughs> Hey, hey, guys. And if you have ever played the roulette or craps table, you tell us. Tell us, like, what do you think about it? Do you like to play it? And have you won? And we'd love to hear your stories because I honestly, you know, uh, I'll, maybe I shouldn't publicly say anything. Okay, but it was fun. It was a fun day. <laughs> it was fun. You had a great time. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> and if you remember, Ed taught you how to play craps and you, or sorry, roulette, and you forgot the lesson. And I can tell you offline his secret to winning. So. But. Oh my gosh! Really? Okay. Yes. Awesome. Tell me offline. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right, guys. We might. We might. Wait. Wait. We might share that in our show notes. Maybe. Maybe we might. No, and he hmm. doesn't want me to share it. That's his secret, so. Okay, okay, sorry. It's All a right. family secret. We can't share. <laughs> All right, everybody, you guys, awesome. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week, and mahalo. Mahalo. Mahalo.